Welcome to the Pet Pals TV Podcast, a celebration of the bond between people and their pets, featuring your kitty correspondent, KJ, and brought to you by Vote Carpet One and Flooring. I am so excited to have with me today a fellow cat enthusiast as the kitty correspondent being challenged with finding the stories about cats that are inspiring that they're willing to share because cats are definitely home more than our dogs are. I always get excited when I find out that there's somebody out there that wants to share these amazing stories. And today in talking with Anne Beale, the author of Heroic helpful and caring cats, felines who make a difference, we are going to learn about some of the amazing cats that she's come across and why she felt it was important to share their story. Thank you so much for being here, Anne. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I think before we get into some of the the amazing stories of of cats that you're about to share, I'd uh, love for you to share with our Pet Pals TV viewers how you became so passionate about the feline world. Well, it's been a long journey. I have always had cats in my life. I had a cat as a child, but and, and I have had cats as adults, but I actually became really passionate about cats when I had a rat problem in the city of Chicago. I had a problem with rats in the alley that was next to my home, and I learned about a program called Community Cats. And so I ended up becoming a colony caretaker for three very sweet tabby cats, and they completely cleaned up my rat problem. And then I thought, wow, cats really do help people. And I started to collect stories of how cats make an impact on people's lives. And so that led to this current book, which is how cats really help people. I love it. There's, I think that a, a lot of times people who, you know, compare cats and dogs and I try to say it's like apples and oranges. There's, you know, they're, they're just different beings who meet different needs in the world. And like you said, you know, while dogs were domesticated more to go side by side with humans and hunting and activities like that, cats were the, the independent helpers, taking care of the rodent problem and, and, and things like that. But as we've grown closer to them, they certainly play a much bigger role in just that task that we initially asked them to help us with. And, and not only do you have some amazing stories about the difference that cats make, but these are actually, you know, cats that operate in the, in, in the therapy realm. So we talk a lot about therapy dogs, but you know some therapy cats. Yeah, so therapy cats are actually rare. They shouldn't be, but they are. One of the organizations that I contacted was a pet partners, and of the thousands of animals that they certify as therapy animals, only 222 of them are cats Wow! uh, compared to thousands of dogs and horses and even llamas, believe it or not. But I managed to interview several of these caretakers of therapy cats, and I was absolutely astounded because I probably, like many people, kind of thought, well, gee, do cats really make good therapy animals? incredible therapy animals. In fact, maybe more effective than dogs in some cases. Wow. So can you tell us, you know, I mean, we definitely want to get the book and hear, read about some of these amazing stories, but what are a few that really stood out to you when you realized I, I need 
to get this out in the world, people need to know that these therapy cats are making a difference. So there are several therapy cats in the book. It's not all about therapy cats, uh, but there are several in the book. So a few notable ones. One is Pearl. And Pearl is this gray Burmese cat whose caretaker is a woman named Geraldine Hawk. And Pearl was put forward many times to go into healthcare facilities and was rejected over and over. Actually, it was a, an initiative from the patients to get the cat into the into the healthcare facilities that actually caused that to happen. And Pearl is amazing. So one story about Pearl is kind of a miraculous story. There was a young boy named Paxton, and his hand had kind of malformed. It was a genetic condition, nothing that could be really done about it. And Paxton was in the hospital and they had given him some type of medication and they were trying to get his hand to open. And Pearl interacted with Paxton, came along and basically kind of pushed around him and he started to pet the cat. And over the course of probably about 20 minutes, his hand opened. The family was ecstatic. Somehow the animal being there, the petting, the calming influence, and this very patient cat, and along with, I'm sure, the medication and the therapy he had already received, suddenly it all came together. That really is amazing. That is. It, it, I mean, life changing for that, that child and that family and the, and the fact that Pearl knew what to do. When, when exactly. no one else did. What about Tommy? <laughs> tell us about Tommy. I, I, I'll oh. tell you, I heard a little bit about his story and I'm excited for you to share. So Tommy is this amazing cat who was born in a very terrible situation. He was found in a field. He had infected eyes and he was basically, they had to remove his eyes. So he's blind. But his caretaker, Christy Santoro, felt that he was a very special cat. He's never hissed or growled ever. She's never heard anything like this. And so he basically would visit all these places. He was incredibly kind and patient. He would go to classrooms and particularly special needs classrooms where the kids really loved him because here he's doing a job and he's a special needs cat. But he does amazing work. He actually goes to situations like they have uh, state employees who are in high stress positions. They'll hold events for them to kind of you know, relax. They'll give them massages or they'll give them therapy. And Tommy is incredibly valued as a member of that therapy team where these people will actually interact with him. And they sit with him and they cry and they talk to him mm-hmm. and he just helps people. And they say when they interact with him and afterwards they say, I just feel so much better. That's amazing. Amazing. All right, Tino, tell us about Tino. Oh, Tino is amazing. So he's a black and white Devon Rex cat who has a specialty in veterans therapy. So he goes to a lot of veterans assisted living facilities. And Tino's a big hit. Tino is, you know, one of these cats that the vets really look forward to. And even sometimes it'll be the case that, you know, they'll say, oh, I don't know if Tino will be appropriate for this vet. He can't move. Tino knows exactly how to get underneath the vet's hands and how to make it so that he comforts them. And my favorite story about Tino is that there was a vet at one of these facilities who always said, 
please come visit me, but whatever you do, I don't want the cat on my lap. And so his caretaker is actually a woman named Danny Sayer. So Danny and, and Tina would go and visit this vet. And every time they would visit, Danny would never encourage the cat to get near the vet because he just wanted to visit, but he didn't want the cat on his lap. Well, after many visits, the cat initiated an interest in getting on the vet's lap. And Danny just thought, ah, I don't know if this is a good idea. And so Danny said, do you want the cat on your lap? And the vet said, actually, I do. So somehow Tino knew. Tino knew that this was the time that he wanted to hold the cat. That's Danny a- didn't know. That's amazing. And, and, and the fact that it, you know, it, it built up to that and, you know, changed from I don't want this cat on my lap to spending time with this cat has made me realize that I want this, you know, that's, that's yeah. so incredible. Uh, <laughs> well, I have a few questions for you. And as I'm sure some of our viewers do, if they're thinking, you know, wow, my, you know, my cat has done some pretty special things. And I never really thought about whether or not I should share that story, or maybe even have my cat evaluated to be a, a therapy pet. And I'm going to ask some of these questions because I have a cat similar to the story that you told about, you know, Tommy being special needs. My cat, Grayson, who goes with me on stories, he, he travels with me a lot when I go out and, and do stories about cats where it's appropriate for him to come along. And he was, he had uh, stomatitis when we first got him. So that chronic mouth inflammation that's so painful. He was visiting the vet so much. And one of the things my husband and I realized, he never complained about going. He was such a trooper about it. But when we would be in the waiting room, if there was another animal in there, whether there was a cat or a dog, he, he wanted to be near them. He would, he would make this like meow that we had never heard that was almost this like calming, we're going to be okay. It's all right. And I would have to you know, tell people, especially with dogs because they're hesitant. My cat, my cat likes dogs. He's, he's trying to help your dog. And he, we, he would sit next to them and have that calming effect. And so in, you know, in the years that we have seen Grayson grow and he doesn't need to go to the vet so much, he needs to be out more like he craves being around other humans, other pets, and just really having that calming effect. He gets anxious if I don't take him places so he can be around other humans, other pets. And so I am in the process. We have a, a group here, similar to what you said, it took me a, a lot of phone calls to figure out if I want my cat to be a therapy cat, how do we do this? And groups would say, we don't evaluate cats. So we, I found a group here in Indianapolis called Love on a Leash. And right before I was connected to you, I was connected to them. And so Grayson is going to start the process of being evaluated. So I'm hoping the next time we talk, Grayson will be a therapy cat. But for other people in, you know, in, in, and for me starting out on this journey, what are those steps that you recommend? What are those um, signs that, that your cat might be uh, a cat that, that could go out and, and make a difference like some of the cats you've been talking about? Well, so a few things are very common among therapy cats and therapy animals in general. One is this desire to interact with other people and other animals, but even just the desire to interact with other uh, people is huge. 
not getting easily upset, not getting easily scared, um, kind of craving that particular involvement. And interestingly, all of the therapy cats that I interviewed their caretakers about basically told me that the cats love this work. In fact, when they get their harness, jingling the harness, the cat comes running. So there's really a desire to interact with and comfort a tremendous sensitivity and sort of an ability to kind of cope with lots of different types of situations. So, you know, I, I had a cat as well that liked to travel and liked to interact with lots of different people and wasn't easily scared. You know, that's a really great example of a cat who could potentially be a therapy animal. And then I think you, if you take your cat into sort of kind of high stress situations and the cat does well, that's an indication that, you know, these would be this would be a good fit. You know, there is a fairly significant set of steps you have to go through. Cats have to actually have to show that they're not afraid of dogs, whereas dogs don't actually have to show that they're not afraid of other animals. But there's quite a few set of steps. I mean, people I know sometimes will attend training courses to get their pet to be able to do certain types of things. So it's, uh, you can't just say, hey, my, my cat's a, a therapy cat. Let's go do this. There's, uh, you you want to put the work in it. And I, th- I think that's important because if, if, if we're at any point in the process, it, you realize for your pet that this isn't the right thing, you don't want to put them in a situation where they're stressed. You also want to really read the animal. And that's what caretakers do very well, is they really read their animal. So you obviously are reading that your animal is trying to comfort these other animals. And that's the interesting thing is that Every caretaker that I talked to said, I know what type of work he or she wants to do. I know how long he or she wants to do it. And I also know when they're finished, when they're just done. Yep, absolutely. Is there anything else, Anne, that you would like our viewers to know, uh, not only about therapy cats, but just uh, some of the wisdom that you have taken in and all of the stories that you have collected about cats? Yeah, I I actually wrote this book because I believe that cats are often given sort of a negative stereotype of being very aloof and disconnected. And obviously, we know that that's not the case. Cats are very connected to us and they're highly emotional creatures and they very have very strong attachments. One of the things that I did in this book was I actually did a survey of Americans And I asked them if their cat had helped them at all. And it was interesting to learn that many of these caretakers felt that their cat had helped them a great deal. But I thought I would share one statistic with you. The most common way that cats help people is through making them feel happy. And 72% of our respondents said their cat made them feel happy. Another thing that they told us was that their cat provided them with companionship, 68%, and 65% said that their cat loves them unconditionally. Clearly, this is an animal that has a huge attachment to their caretaker and makes a huge difference in their life. And that's a message I really want to get out there. It's in everyday homes as well as in healthcare facilities. Well, we appreciate you so much, you know, except from my standpoint and being the kitty correspondent here, I am also a champion for people to uh, realize, oh, of course, one of them's going to join us now, <laughs> for people to realize what a, what a great companion you can have. 
in a cat and that, 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 you know, certainly that like us, they, they know when they want their time alone. They know when they want their time with you. They're very great at, at, at communicating exactly what they need, which is, is part of what I've always loved about them. They might not be exactly what I want them to be at the time, but that's because just I'm not exactly what they want me to be all the time. It's a relationship that's a give and take, but it certainly uh, has so many rewards when you're, you're willing to, to bond with a cat. Let's let everybody know where they can find this book because I know that I want to go out and get it. It's, and it's beautiful. Do you, do you have a copy in front of you? I do. That's there, what it looks like. Yep. There it is. Heroic, helpful, and caring cats, felines who make a difference. Thank you so much, Anne, for making a difference in cats' lives. And thank you so much for joining us on Pet Pals TV. Oh, absolutely. And if you are interested in the book, it's on Amazon. So you can find it there in electronic version and in paperback. And, uh, you know, let's keep spreading the word about how wonderful cats are. Absolutely. And we'll make sure we put a link on petpalstv.com as well to, to find all the places that your book is. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Pet Pals TV podcast, part of the Just What I Needed network and brought to you by Vote. Carpet One and Flooring. For more positively powerful stories of pets, watch Pet Pals TV and visit PetPalsTV.com. And follow KJ for all things cats at KJOnAir.com.